You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk, movie musings for mostly everybody. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and I don't want to be a product of my hunk. I want my hunk to be a product of me. Nice. I'm Carter, and I didn't quite have a quote just yet. One second. You said yes. You said you had one. Did I? Well, you didn't say no. Mm. Oof, I'm worried about this. (laughs) Going in for my first try. Do it. I'm Carter, and one of us had to die. With me, it tends to be the other chunk. Pretty good. No, mm-hmm. not happy with that That's one. pretty good, Jack. No. we, As we all know from our Shining episode, I do have the best Jack. It's, <laughs> it's because, Carter, it's because okay. your eyebrows didn't go up. I keep turning into De Niro when I do that, though. Oh, yeah. I can't do that. I can't do what his the middle the middle only the middle go up yeah yeah it's no it's middle down it's outside up right no no middle up outside down they're little peaks mine just mine just ends up being Clint Eastwood I can't ah it's like hurting my eyebrows (laughs) to try hey congrats listener I know you were looking for you're like man today I hope I can hear a podcast where all the hosts try to do funny eyebrow tricks. I think I'm sorry, this my, isn't great audio. There's something about my facial features already that look kind of De Niro-like. Kind of De Niro. Yeah, 100%. Kind of I'm just going to do yeah, that Yeah, that's the not a bad De Niro face. That's a pretty good De Niro face. Yeah, that's it. The downturned mouth is it. This yeah. is so fun to listen to. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> Doge, I don't remember if you said hunk, but I he did. you were supposed to. Tell Would us you why. why. Have mercy. <laughs> Huh? So stupid. Have mercy. <laughs> Watch <understand>. the hair. <laughs> I'm in a new band called Doge and the Rippers. Doge and the Rippers. Do you, do you live upstairs in the attic with your wife, I Becky? I live upstairs in the attic with my wife, Becky. I don't know anything about what y'all are talking about. And my about brother-in-law, right Danny. Danny, what a guy. And what Joey guy. down in the basement. Listen, have mercy. Wait, is this full house? It's full house. Every time I'm so lost, <laughs> I just say, is this full house? And I'm usually right. <laughs> I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Anyways. Me and oh. John Stamos. Now I can get the reference I just got. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Me and John Stamos, two of the most accomplished uncles on the planet. I am an yep. uncle. Oh, As of yeah. Last night responsibility is already getting to me. I'm stressing out a lot. What kind of cool stuff am I going to teach my yeah. niece? Yeah. You got to stop you burning know? the candle at both ends there, Doge. It's tricky. It's it being is an tricky, uncle is hard work. I'm trying to think of all the funny jokes, all the good pranks. Hey, can I pitch yeah. something to you? Yeah, yeah. Jun- junkle. Junkle? Like tr- like trash? Like junk? No, like Uncle Justin. You, if you listen to me, if you think I'm going to be Uncle Justin and not Uncle Doge, I don't think you know me no, at all. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm just Dang. saying, it, Uncle Doge is better, but Junkle. 
So you, so, so let me get this. Your your plan right now is to be like, listen, there's one that's better, but how about a worse one? Yes. How about a worse one? Yes. Well, well, I'm gonna pass on the worse one. I really appreciate the contribution. Hey, Uncle though. Doge, do a trick. Uncle Doge, do a trick. But say it's hi, fitting. Say hi to your mother for me. Right. Say in hi a, to your mother. In a movie that's all Doge. about family. Mm. Fast and Furious. We're doing Fast and Furious again. We're doing Fast and <laughs> Furious. Pass a Corona. Jack Nicholson. Oh gosh! <laughs> well, I had a. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Have we come up with a title for this series? I think it should be mental health. Mental. Matt and Jack show us how to not to do mental health. Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> mental, mental health do's and don'ts with Matt and Jack. Matt and Jack's guide to not to mental health. <laughs> <laughs> The this it's the first episode of of our new series. It's the one, the one, the one where they talk about mental health. Can we just do the friends <laughs> thing? Can we just yoink the friends thing? Yeah. If we're yoinking, it's got to be Full House. Okay. Because I'm I'm the John Stamos of the podcast, probably. Uh, two chunks and a hunks. Two chunks and a hunk presents. Cut it out. Matt and Jack's <laughs> guide to mental health. Um, <laughs> Look, we're, we're, it's the first one. It's the first movie, and the movie is called The, the Departed. <laughs> and uh, disclaimer before we jump into the, the synopsis, departed. something that we realized as we were building this series, we got three movies here in this series, and two of them, <laughs> two of them are great examples of not so great therapy. I would say the third one is also probably an example of not so great therapy. I would say the third one is an example of therapy that works well for the person involved. And the therapist probably needs more boundaries. Sure, sure. <laughs> but is furious. <laughs> so, you know, not it's, these are not three glowing reviews of therapy, but we have glowing reviews of therapy. We love it. Yes. I'm a huge, huge fan and beneficiary of And it's therapy. nothing like these movies. No. Exactly. No, my therapist is very cool. Um, but it was, it's, it's a lot more, um, good. <laughs> My yeah. therapist is decidedly less Vera Farmiga, like, oh, well, you're not a client anymore. Yeah. So sure we can go to coffee. Yeah. I yeah. love coffee. Why don't we all get coffee? So, um, yeah, I just, Here's, yeah. I, I, I don't want somebody to listen and be like, man, these guys have a really negative view of therapy. If they think these are good movies for therapy. No, 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 no. They no, just no. have therapists in them. We wanted to talk about them and it gives us an excuse to wax poetic and beautifully about how much we love therapy. So and to talk about The is. Departed. When else would we talk about The Departed? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we got to talk about The Departed. And in order to talk about it, I do need a synopsis ASAP. Sure, 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 <laughs> sure. Sure. You gotta do this it in the Boston, synopsis. Boston accent the whole time, please. Oh, and then I gotta find a short one. <laughs> no, do a long short. That's what the people want. No, do uh, it. You coward. Do it. Just, just try it out. Ooh, oh, just Whoa. try it out. Just try, try it, it out. out. Just try welcome, it. Welcome to Boston. <laughs> this week's synopsis was written by International hey. Hacker Group Anonymous. Nice. In this crime action tour de force. The South Boston State Police Force is waging war on the Irish-American organized crime. Young undercover cop Billy Costigan is assigned to infiltrate the mob syndicate run by gangland chief Frank Costello. While Billy quickly gains Costello's confidence, Colin Sullivan, a hardened young criminal who has infiltrated the state police as an informer for the syndicate, is rising to a position of power in the Special Investigation Unit. Each man becomes deeply consumed by their double lives gathering information about the plans and counterplans of the operations they have penetrated. But when it becomes clear to both the mob and the police that there is a mole in their midst, Billy and Colin are suddenly in danger of being caught and exposed to the enemy. And each must race to uncover the identity of the other man in time to save themselves. But is either willing to turn on their friends and comrades they've made during their long stints undercover. Dude, this that was perfect. That was really good. <sighs> I did it. That was really good. Guys, I'm that shipping so off to good. Boston now. Dropkick <laughs> Murphy off to style. Boston! <laughs> <laughs> <love> my <laughs> like what an awful song. <laughs> like they they it sounds like they clearly ignored the guy who actually lost his leg in the studio. That's how hard he's screaming. So a couple of things about that song. Get out One, of here. it's perfect for this movie. Yeah, it's, it's also a yeah. great song. Yeah. Yes. It, it's it's and also if 
in my experience, when someone has that, when they have that as their ringtone, I'm just yeah. going to steer clear. That's yeah. just something I've learned. I've picked that up. was like everyone's ringtone right around the time this movie came out. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, no. No, here's the thing. For our younger audience, a ringtone is like when somebody wanted to text you with their mouth. Do you guys remember ringback tones? I do remember ringback tones. <laughs> Please enjoy this music while your party is reached. I had a friend that every time you called him, he went, Please enjoy this music while your party is reached. Now walk it out. Now walk it out. <laughs> no. It was great. It was great. Oh. <laughs> no, there was, um, and then there was, there was a girl that, uh, I had a crush on, and every time you called her, it was like, please enjoy the music while the party's reaching. It was like, I feel like a hero. In you. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Anyway, that's not about The Departed. This is- What a time. The elevator pitch for The Departed is one of the most compelling- I think you can make The Departed sound like the most interesting movie in the world in a 20-second pitch that is simply yeah. two young police officers, one corrupt, one undercover- are unknowingly searching for each other with no clue who the other one is. Like, boom. Yeah, yep. That is, if that doesn't make you immediately go, wait, what? Yeah. This is such a cool, th now this movie was stolen from a movie called Infernal Affairs that I think In was. Internal Affairs. I thought it was Infernal Affairs. Uh, I'm 99% sure. I'm looking at it right now. It's Infernal Affairs. Did um, I just read it as Infernal Affairs? Yeah, because I, I think it's a pun on Internal Affairs. Sure. The um, English, the English translation is, huh? Yes, correct. Um, but yeah, this was this was a movie. Hold on, I don't actually know where it was made. Hong Kong. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. So this was actually pretty much straight taken from that. Well, it's a remake of it. One best adapted screenplay. Yeah. It's not like they were like, we're going to make this movie. They'll never know. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I just, I want to be clear that there was source material for this before it was made. Sure. But this Felix, is such a- Felix Chong is credited as a writer who oh, wrote, cool. who wrote Internal awesome. Affairs. Yeah. This is just such a compelling thriller to me. Like- Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love a thriller. I think that my favorite genre- overall is thriller specifically. Yeah. Like the music video or their whole yeah. record? No, I just watch I just watch the music video all the time. Yeah, that's good, man. <laughs> I just I think that this movie is intense in all the right ways. And I Very also much. think that this movie gets the dude bro uh <laughs> reputation that Fight Club gets. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. But much like Fight Club, I think that there's a way to watch this movie that is very um, just like, oh, isn't that cool? Which it is cool. And I will agree with that way to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. But I also think that there's a lot going on and it's really well made. Yeah. Um, now, I, before, we, before we move any further than the opening, is the girl that Frank is hitting on, the, the, young, the girl that Frank is being a predator about yeah. in the gas, let's call it what it is, the, the girl that Frank is being predatory towards in the convenience store, is that mm -hmm. the woman that is with him years later? I certainly hope not. I wondered that. I don't I, know. I've never had a, I don't think we hear her name in the convenience yeah. store. So I don't know. I certainly there's, hope not. There's something interesting that happens in movies and talking about movies. There are a lot of characters that are very memorable to me that I love the character in the movie. I don't love them as a per person. Yeah, they're I want to make sure that sure. I separate, but I tend to gravitate towards like villains and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And so if we're talking about psychoanalysis, it's like, well, that I'm in uh -oh. therapy, but it's like, uh, <laughs> Costello's awful. Yeah. Horrible. Like I this mean, is racist, one of the sexist, one of the worst He's characters. And Jack is really good. At doing characters like this, the only other, yep. it's kind of surprising to me. Jack Nicholson is an icon. This is the only second, the second one. We did The Shining, which we get to see Bad Jack there yeah, too. Yeah. Um, and he had done, I think, As Good As It Gets, uh, Something's Gotta Give. He had done is a couple comedy roles. The one with him and Diane Keaton? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did a couple comedy roles before this, and so he he went on record as being like he needed it. He needed it, right? He needed to get his fix of playing a villain because <laughs> he had missed it, and that's part of why he accepted this role. The Departed yeah. is one of those movies that the moment you scratch the surface of any of the trivia, 
you hear about everyone else that was considered yeah. <laughs> for the for yeah, the role. Yeah, totally. And that's always such an interesting. Pacino. Yeah, that's always such an interesting. Wow. Uh, like carousel for me of all these things that sure. that end up don't happening and happen because this didn't happen and all that kind of stuff. And I've got to say, I I kind of like where it where the where the cards fell. To well, be honest, let me let me yeah. do you one better here. Jack Nicholson's performance as Frank Costello is my super pump for this movie. Let mm. me do you two better. Jack Nicholson as Frank Costello is also my super pump for this movie. Wow, dude, he is he is a vortex in this movie. He pulls everything to him and into him. Like Absolutely. He, any scene where he is on screen, I you might as well just for, forget it. Like it, it's he is just powerful in this role. And I think again, Leo, I think Leo despicable. shares that sentiment. Oh, I think, I think Leo so shares too. that sentiment. Leo, Leo says that the scene of him, like basically at the table, uh, when Nicholson thinks he's the mole and is is trying to basically force him to show his hand was one of the most surreal experiences of his life, being like, I am acting at a table across from Jack Nicholson. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Jack Nicholson is a guy that he he is always good. Like I don't think yeah. I've ever seen him in anything. Yeah, and I was like he didn't do a great job. Like he's always good. He's got great sensibilities when it comes to how much intensity to bring to a role. But it seems like as Frank, he just got to be despicable for a little bit. On, I mean, Frank is awful. Um, yeah. I mean, within minutes of starting this movie, we are hearing racial slurs, sexist conversation, yeah. misogyny, bigotry. Predatory behavior. Predatory yeah. behavior, literal murder. Like he is awful, but Jack is performing so perfectly. Part of the reason he agreed to take that role is because he said he viewed Costello as the incarnation of ultimate evil. Hmm. Like he's the, the most evil character Nicholson could imagine. So he was like, yeah, hmm. of course I want to play that. That'd be so fun. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I get that, yeah. And plus, mob stuff is always so interesting to me. So, of yeah. course, Scorsese knows all about that. And then you throw sure. Jack in and boom, bada bang, you know. Bada bing, bada yeah. boom. It's it's interesting because it Jack made it feel like he's always done gangster movies. Right. Right. But he, he actually never had. Yeah. And has he since? Right. And I think that's what would have been wrong with Pacino. Is yeah. because you're gonna see Corleone, you're gonna see Scarface, right, like totally. you're gonna see all of these gangster roles he's played before. But to have Jack come in and just kind of own it, like he lived there, yeah, uh, was just yeah, pretty phenomenal. Totally. A close, uh, almost a super pump for me. But yeah, it's just it's absolutely wild. Part of the reason that I think this series, even though we're having a hard time nailing down exactly what to call it, is interesting to me. Is I think we go into. Uh, our movie watching experiences before we even had the podcast and turned on that like third critical eye, um, <laughs> you kind of you kind of do character analysis. You're doing. Hey, can this we stuff call that our? Like, can we call that our chunkra? Our chunkra. Yes, Once we align our chunkra, we to align the vibe our chunkra of the movie. to the vibe of the movie. But there is a lot of character analysis. I know, especially for me, that's a huge drive of what makes a movie enjoyable, rewatchable. Yeah. Uh, commendable yeah. is looking at characters and being like, what makes you tick? Like, right. why are you doing this? What are you thinking about? And I think some of the stuff that becomes the most impressive to me is uh, when when we're not actually saying words, right? As a communications professor, uh, I'm fascinated with nonverbal communication, interpersonal communication. And when I can see an actor who is so into the role that I can almost hear themselves talking to themselves, right? In their own heads. It's <laughs> yeah. like, wow, this is bonkers. But yeah, Jack is doing that. Everybody in this film is doing that. I can't believe how the acting was not. I, I guess the Academy just looked at this as more of an ensemble. Yeah. But how are we yeah. not getting? There is an interesting political thing about uh, DiCaprio not getting nominations. I don't know if y'all read about that, but it was kind of a mm -mm. Uh, he he did not feel so. Technically, you campaign for your actors. And, and different things within the movie, within the Academy, to be nominated for these certain award, certain awards, and it was just a ghost town for DiCaprio because he didn't really want to compete against Damon, his his yeah his yeah. his fellow actors. Damon doesn't really get nominated in any award show. Yeah, Jack does occasionally, and honestly, the only Oscar nomination was Mark Wahlberg, and so it's kind of all over the place. That is wild to me. It is wild, but I'll, I'll let me say this real quick. I am. I am the most 50-50 on Mark Wahlberg that I could be. <laughs> like he 
Mark Wahlberg is so hit or miss. He is miss enough to the point where he is not a selling point to me in anything he is in. He yeah. is hit enough to where he is not necessarily a detractor for me in anything he is in. Sure, like, yeah. I feel so neutral about Mark Wahlberg. And I think when he's bad, he's really bad. And I think when he's good, he's really good. And in this movie, he is really good. He is. And it's because he is used sparingly and only as angry Boston guy. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Which I yeah. feel probably comes pretty natural to Mark yeah. Wahlberg. The, in the, yeah. the IMDb trivia says he routinely fell back on his native accent and on set they were like, Mark, you have to do that again. They're going to need subtitles to understand you. I thought that was so Matt. Good. Was that Matt or Mark? No, that was actually Matt Damon. Oh, did I pull a Tommy Wiseau and think that Matt's name was Mark Damon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. That was actually Damon, who is also a Boston native. He's also but, a yeah. Boston boy. Boston, Boston, Boston boy. We know this. But, yeah. we, all, we all three on this call know this was my first time watching this movie, right? No, Whoa, wait, what? I had no idea. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This is a time numero uno. Whoa, okay, hold on. Let's back yeah, everything yeah, yeah. up. This is yeah. your first time watching The Departed. Yes, sir. Yeah. What? Did you know anything about it? Uh, knew it was a mob movie. Did That's not, it? Yeah, I didn't know that elevator pitch. And so once I began to understand the elevator pitch, I was like, this is actually the most <laughs> the most interesting thing that could be happening in this type of story. Yeah. Whoa. That's awesome, dude. dude. Yeah. I managed to go in like mostly blind, which I, I don't no know. I no idea. This is one of those Congrats. things where it's like, I think everybody has those movies where it's like, yeah, for whatever reason, I just haven't totally. seen that. 100%. You know what I mean? Just these weird random gaps. Back uh, to the, the future. The, yeah, exactly. Right. The Departed happened to be that gap for me of like, this is a movie that I just never got around to seeing and somehow didn't know anything about. That's crazy uh, to me, That's dude. phenomenal. Yeah. Way so all that to say in in regards to the to the Mark Wahlberg thing like as I'm as I'm being introduced to characters in this movie I get Alec Baldwin and Mark Wahlberg at about the same time mm-hmm. and my initial thought was like oh they're just looking for folks who can do that Boston voice really good. They're just yeah. looking for Boston boys. Yeah. Uh but I was very surprised at how well both of them 100%. worked in this movie oh, yeah. for me. 100%. Alec Baldwin is great in this. How crackling was the 90 seconds we had the two of them together. Oh, yes. Yeah, dude. Where they're yes. just, they're jawing at each other. Oh, my God. I could have watched 30 minutes of that. Absolutely. Yeah, of them just going back and forth. And part of me is like, are they just, are they just improving this? I feel like yeah. they're are just, they actually like just it? mad at each it's other. It's just trash dog. Funny, yeah. funny, uh, taking a step outside of The Departed. I'm watching Letterkenny right now. Yes. There's a good. character named Shorzy mm-hmm. uh, that his only role is to bash on mm-hmm. two of the other seminal characters on the show. And that's just kind of what it feels like with Wahlberg the totally. entire time. He's going to get under your skin far deeper than you can under his. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And, we're, you know, we've talked about all these A-list actors or, or big-time actors, maybe not all necessarily A-list. We haven't even brought up, like, uh, Sheen. And Martin Sheen like, was almost sure. my super yeah. pump for this movie I as mean, well. there's just, there's so much going on. And Scorsese gets to do this thing. So it's so fun to see the trajectory of, like, a, a director's career because there certainly comes a point, right? Almost like to where Denis making Dune, which we talked about yesterday on Mini Monday, is kind of pulling everybody Right. Like you feel like as, yep. you feel like somebody is saying, "Okay, I'll just I'll I'll get paid a little bit less than I would for something like this because I want to work with Denis, right? Or work with any other variable that yeah. Denis got in the first place." But Scorsese is starting to do this by the time of Departed. He was starting to do this a decade before. Sure. But Martin Sheen was one of those that wanted to wanted to do a movie with Scorsese. And so that that's what we got yeah. and and it's it was a great role. I think it was so He was so good. So good for him. He was yeah. fantastic. Is he yeah. Boston Absolutely. native? I don't know. You know I what? Thought his was pretty good. We can find out. I'm not totally sure. Um, yeah, I, I thought Martin Sheen was was really incredible. I thought he was very, very likable, very, very charming. And by the time he has his turn, um, to the point where he actually f- is feeling for Billy and is like, "Let me get you out of here." I believe it, you know. And then, yeah, I do too. By the time he chooses to stay behind so Billy can get away, it's like, well, of course, of course, you are. Like, <laughs> hey, you'll never guess Martin Sheen's real name. Sorry, I, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm trying to find out where he's born. He's born in Dayton, Ohio. You'll never guess his real name. Is it like is it like uh, really Italian? It's Spanish. His name is Ramon Antonio Gerard Estevez. Yeah, Emilio Estevez. Oh, yeah, Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
That's funny. Ramon. From Ramon. Ramon Sheen. Ramon Sheen. I don't know well, whether no, it's that or Martin Estevez that's Martin more Estevez. startling. Martin Estevez sounds like he sells insurance. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Maybe that's his real calling. No, his real calling but is no. cl- clearly acting. He slaps sure. in this movie. But born in Dayton, Ohio, but absolutely nails the Boston accent. His, yeah, he does his a great mom's, job. His mom's from Ireland, so maybe that helps. Yeah. Mm. Um, somebody else that I was really impressed with. Honestly, there's not a performance that I felt let down by in this movie. Um, I thought that Vera Farmiga was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think her accent was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I think Very I agree subtle. with that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Vera Farmiga was good. I think... Uh, I don't want to super pump and super dump right now at the top, but I... I'm also going to. Oh. Uh, Vera Farmiga's character is my super dump. Okay. Yeah. I feel as though she doesn't necessarily demonstrate a ton of agency until the very end whenever she, uh, you know, were to assume, I guess, that she's behind the, the orchestrated killing of Matt Damon at the hands of Mark Wahlberg uh, with whatever. Uh, am I in, Am I reading that right? I, she, I have never assumed that she had anything to do with that other than making sure that the tapes got... Sure, I guess that's what I mean. You know, Yeah, that's yeah. definitely a catalyst for yeah, him. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. Um, but she seems to be kind of, I don't know, and, and obviously in a, a series where we're highlighting movies because of the presence of counseling in the plot, she's a terrible counselor. She's an awful counselor. She's an absolutely horrible counselor. Yeah, she's a really uh, bad counselor. HIPAA, HIPAA don't like her none. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know just, if it's she, actually HIPAA she, for, uh, for therapists or if there's some other set of rules. Oh, I think it's HIPAA. Buy. Is it HIPAA? I think yeah. it's HIPAA. It's no good. It's no good. Yeah. I don't know. I just, her, her character didn't seem to demonstrate a ton of agency and... I don't know. I, I would have yeah. liked more of a clear, like, I want to do this. I don't want to do this rather than letting alternatingly DiCaprio and Damon sort of dictate what she's doing moment to moment. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like I could have used more more agency from her. And she's the only woman in this whole entire movie. Yes. <laughs> even Besides, even yeah. one other woman would be killer in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. And we do have one, but it's, it's another CD. It's Costello's just... Girl who follows him around and goes to choir practice. So she's stuff, the only right? named so like, woman in this movie. Yes, right. the only named woman. Yeah, right. yes. for sure. Yeah, and that's that not. Uh, I don't think that's too far off for Scorsese. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, his his casts tend to be large and famous and white men. Um, yeah, yeah. But what is it? What is uh, it called? I, the Beck? Is it the Bechdel test? The Bechdel test. Yeah. Which Where, is uh, admittedly kind of a. I think it's kind of a crummy metric for assessing too. assessing the gender equity of a movie. But I basically, like, your movie passes the Bechdel test if there are two named women and they have a conversation with each other about something other than a man. Uh, yeah. And this movie flunks the Bechdel test. Yeah, this, <laughs> like, movie, com- this movie doesn't even, doesn't even sniff the Bechdel it test. It tries to write on the paper and misses the paper. Yeah, I agree. I uh, think it's a flawed metric. I don't think that's a super great way to measure... Yeah. Gender it's equity gotcha. in a movie, yeah. But even if we use it as a baseline, <laughs> it doesn't even get close. Yeah, from Aga's role, that counselor role is also my super dump. Yeah. She was working with uh, an LAPD psychiatrist uh, who read the script and said, "Yeah, this girl's doing everything wrong." <laughs> <laughs> now, also yeah. to be fair, she she is more of a psychiatrist than a true therapist. Like those are two sure, different sure, sure. roles. Um, yeah. Do you want to give us the difference between those two? Well, it seems like she has the freedom. <laughs> do you to- want to go? Do you want to go ahead and prove that to us? <laughs> well, from, from what I understand, th- therapy is more. Ten- well, talk therapy tends to be more you and a neutral party working something out with outside perspective, outside guidance, and mostly just helping you come to your own conclusions about things right. that you should be looking out for, avoiding as roadblocks. Whereas I think a psychiatrist tends to be a little more clinical, able to diagnose and yeah. gathering research a yeah. lot of the times. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, it's psychiatrist not, is it's different. Go ahead. It's just different. Yeah, psychiatrist yeah. psychiatrist is the room that uh Jack's character is is full of at one point in in Cuckoo's Nest, right? 
It's just a bunch of guys that are trying to diagnose whether or not he's crazy. Sure. Right. That right. feels more like a psychiatrist. But yeah. Yeah. No, and I, yeah, I she's it's a super dump for me. So she she is also my super dump strictly. Oh no. I know. Oh no, we've already done all of it. We don't well, have any more episode left. I was gonna hang I've on done, to I have, it. I haven't done mine. Oh, he hasn't done a do super it, pump yet. Do it at like the forty-five minute mark, so we can that's hit our the point. target that's the, length. That's, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna hold on to this specific super dump, but since we're all out here talking about it, um, my super dump for her is strictly one thing, which is that her her character. I I love the idea that Matt Damon and that Colin and Billy are just circling each other without knowing it for this entire movie. So juicy. I love the added bonus that they are both not only interested in, but seeing the same woman. Yeah. Not have no idea about each other. And even if they found out about each other, they wouldn't know that they're also both these other things. Like it's so thick and interesting. I hate that the way we get her into this is by being a bad psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't think the movie, I don't know that the movie loses much if she if they are both her patient rather than if she's also sleeping with both of them what if she's a parole officer sure what if she's what yeah what if they what if he has to go because he fires his gun on duty like if colin has to go because he fires his gun in the line of duty and billy has to go like if she's gonna be that way with one patient why not make it closer to the same both way i don't know i i think i just have an issue with several things about her that that culminate yeah. Like I wish I do wish she had more agency and I wish that she had I don't know. I have a tough time with with this character and I think it's or because Or she was like yeah. I just think Scorsese has in this movie specifically a really difficult time writing a compelling woman into his script. Sure. And that is troublesome and that is essentially my super dumb. Yeah. Thinking of a funny but it's too it's too weird. <laughs> okay, well then I'm going to stop you right now. Don't you should. What if she was both? Elements. What if she was both their sister? Is uh, let's go to <laughs> shout announcements. Welcome to shout announcements, the part of the show Ooh. where we give shout outs and make announcements. Shout out to Carter, who's going to give a different shout out right now. Shout out to Houdini on the map, the username of our most recent patron, up there on that top tier. Level. I know two things about Houdini on the map. Hmm. He knows Charizard. Knows Charizard. And mm. he knows three Charizard. Mm. Mm. And that's old, enough old, for me to love him unconditionally. Old friend of mine that his username, his gamer tag was Houdini in Halo 2. Halo wow. 2. Wow. And over the, that belongs over in the a museum. headset, he would always say Houdini on the map. Mm. But he's there now. He's here now. He's back. I love it. I keep hearing text message sounds. Is that coming from my computer? It's not coming from my computer. Oh, it's just in my head. I don't know anybody. It's just in my head. Listen, if you want to hear your name here, if you want to hear your name here, Mm. then we've got a great way for you to do that. You can support us on Patreon. Uh, We've got two distinct (laughs) tiers. Um, We've got a $3 tier and a $5 tier. You have various benefits and bonuses at each tier. To learn more, you can head to twochunksandahunk.com. Uh, but we would love to have you as as part of our Patreon family. We're about to have a birthday, and we're gonna be this many. Mm. And I'm holding, holding up, four. up four fingers. Four fingers. We're gonna yeah. be this many years old, and it's mm. a birthday. And all <laughs> I want for my this many birthday is <laughs> now. Now explain to me how a four year old would say this next part, because I know what you want for your birthday. Give it to me in the four year old. In the, the toddlerverse. Well, How does, does toddlerverse Jordan say this? That's very simple. Uh, I was a highly advanced four-year-old. And oh, I, okay. cared about, I cared about uh, metrics, numbers, and reaching the widest audience possible because I was passionate mm-hmm. about the projects that I worked on. So if I was four, I would simply say, for my this mini birthday, I need 300 reviews <laughs> before my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> what we need you to do... Uh, I'll translate for the non-four-year-olds that are listening. Now say it for Two Chunks All Grown Up. How would Two Chunks All Grown Up describe that? Uh, it was a little more punk rock than the original four-year-old. Sure, so it's, it, yeah. would, it would be like, 
I need 300 reviews by my birthday. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, I feel good about that. Uh, our birthday is in October, and the day of it is the 3rd? 10th. The 10th. I was a week off. October 10th, 1010, baby, please. We need 300 reviews through the i uh, not iTunes, through the Apple Podcast app. That's apparently the only one that matters. If you are like me and you don't really use the Apple i Apple i, the Apple Podcast app, go ahead and pick it up. <laughs> blow the We're dust off the top. Open it up and uh, drop that review and then go back to your much better podcast aggregator um, that I'm sure you have in your life. Uh, if you're not on Apple devices, you can still do it online um, through Apple's website. That is also a possibility. It really helps us out. Other than you telling people about us, it's the best way that we can grow our audience because those reviews matter. Absolutely. And we want to grow the audience Very because we so. want to... My, my greatest joy thus far has been the growing, um, the way that growing the audience affects the amount of conversations we get to have. Like, it's less for me about like the broad number of people overall listening and the percentage of listeners who then go beyond and engage in conversation and things like that. I just think that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, love that. So hop on love board that. for our this many birthday. Hey, it's me, Jack. Stick around for the end of the episode. Where I'm going to tell you what movie we're talking about next. It's not Jack. It Jack, for sure Jack, isn't in Jack. Case, in case you were curious, it's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Jack Nicholas, famous golfer. The Golden Bear. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're back in the episode. We're back. Um, and we're back. Uh, since we're back... I just want to ask a question. Hmm. Ask away. The mobster that gives him the wrong address gets shot and dies on the couch. Yep, yep, yep. That mobster was the one that was on the news as undercover cop's body buried. I yeah. can see a compelling argument that that was fake so that he would think that the— Like, that's what Jack says, uh, or Frank says, like, they want me to think that the mole is dead. That's yeah. why they're doing that. But there, it seemed like the reason he was giving to Billy that he didn't tattle on him was that he was an undercover cop. So, like, Yeah, was I think that, that dude actually was. I think he actually was an undercover cop. I think he was. Because yeah. he didn't rat Billy out. Right. You don't, when you're a rat, you don't rat on the rat. I mean, that was pretty simple good. Simple as that. that was, was that a good, good Jack? That was pretty good. That was an okay was Jack. Good. Also, yeah, there's just so many. I see why that that is a tough... Conclusion to come to because, especially at the end, that was anybody else picking up like Shakespeare vibes? How everybody dies at the end? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> like a yeah. What's so fun about this is how it's you don't really know who is because you know even Costello is an FBI informant, right? Yeah. So it's 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 just such a mess. You know, if anything, it's teaching us not to join the mob. That's the you know, main lesson good, of The Departed. It's a good lesson. <laughs> just don't. I, I agree. Just so, I feel like I walked away from The Departed way less interested in becoming a mobster than I was. Yeah. yeah that's true. It really Absolutely. shows you the downsides of, of it. All I, I do have to say is how fun and cool <laughs> and uplifting it is to be a part of the mob. 
And little did I know, it's it's pretty tough out there. Because all my friends are like, I can't hang out. I have mob tonight. I got but then, sorry, I've got mob. I got mob. I have mob this weekend. But then now I realize that it's probably not as fun as it sounds. It would be like I'm so, so many times I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool to go to mob with all my friends. Like it feels like that's yeah. where they're always at, and I would love to yeah. be a part. But dude, I bet that group <laughs> text is fun. I bet it's a good time, but it's probably super fun. Nobody can make it to dinner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody, as, everybody always wants to know how everybody's moms are doing. They're good. Yeah, how's they're you all say good. Hi to your mother. Yeah. Of all the, uh, so this is a movie full of really good casting. We've already talked about sure. that the first half of the episode. I think very subtly, the main goons for Costello, those three, like when Alec Baldwin is going through those people mm. at the beginning of the movie, these are all guys I've seen before yeah. that play these roles to a T. Absolutely. Like they just went out and got all of the most savage looking, terrifying guys yeah. and just put them all, all together. It's, it's just such a good combo. I, DiCaprio said, I think that he was trying to play his role as just kind of being panicked the whole time. Yeah. And that's really understandable. I think when we talk about the difference between seeing Matt Damon, he's kind of just cruising right. in this lie, a little bit more of a protected lie. And then DiCaprio is just, you are, it's, it's, he does such a good job of it. It's, he seems so aware of his situation in that, you know, uh, Costello just starts talking with a severed hand and pulling a ring off of a severed hand. And all of a sudden he's like, Hey, I'm not wearing a wire anymore. Like I'm throwing, I'm immediately yeah. throwing this into yeah. the hab. Yeah. I, I want nothing to do with this. We're going to have to do this a different way because the guy, the poor guy is just scared. Yeah. Yeah. The whole movie. And I would be too. I think it is easy to overlook Leo in this movie, shockingly enough, because he is surrounded by such incredible performances, but his, his performance per isn't as like loud. It's not as like over the top, like bombastic. Yeah. But you he, know, he is so good as the, I mean, he is scared. He's just scared and overwhelmed. And you know what? There's not many actors that do this to me, I can only think of a couple of them. Every single time I watch a Leo movie, I want to watch, follow it up with another Leo movie. Not a specific mm, one. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I just want to go ahead and get another Leo movie going. My, mine was specific for this movie because it's the exact same role that he's played before. But in Gangs of New York, he's an Irishman undercover with uh, a big gangster, right? And he's trying not to get caught. A uh, guy who gets in fights a lot, has a ton of gumption, working yeah. across a incredibly decorated actor. So yeah, I definitely want to watch Gangs of New York. Same director, same everything. Um, except Cameron Diaz, we've got a character in that one that's got a little bit more, uh, <laughs> she's uh, got a little bit more room to to work. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, character sheet. But yeah, it's he he is just consistently, this had to be an exhausting movie. Oh my goodness. Him. It's exhausting uh, to watch. I mean, it's like, so exhausting It's one of those watch, that's right? like, this is fantastic. I'm good for a little bit. I probably, yeah. I, I'm not going to be like, have you guys seen The Departed? Let's watch it next week. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is um, emotionally taxing. And it, it is just like, it's such a shot of adrenaline that it's just like, let me, let me take a breather real quick. <laughs> totally. Yeah. On the adrenaline, it, it really comes to a head for me in my super pump, which is when they each have the phone and they call each other. My super bump specifically is when Damon calls DiCaprio's character, but they don't say anything. Yeah. That's brilliant to me. Mm. They're literally just on the phone waiting for someone else to make the first movie. Yeah. The entire movie, we have seen how calculated they both are in their very different ways. They're both brilliant. Like, they're both doing such a good job. And honestly, some of the pieces, I think some of the more impressive moves, because he's probably got more tools to work with, is Damon. The ways he's kind of finding out ways to uh, be on the lookout for Costello, but then also, ultimately, he he holds the strings, does yes. he not? Yeah. It feels like, to me, it feels like the ultimate villain of the movie is Matt Damon. Um, yeah. Oh, the, for the, sure. Particularly the way that he orchestrates that... Uh, that Costello's like, death, yeah. Well, I, I was going to say the, oh, way oh, go, that, sorry. the way that he like orchestrates like the whole deal with Sheen. Uh, yes. Like the double, the double Just like so inverted sting good. on that is brilliant. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. It's so, so good. Yeah. He's, I, he's playing both sides against each other and it's it's just so good. Anyway, I interrupted yeah. you, sorry. Well, I was going to say like subversion and things like that uh, is something that we, it's not like this is the first movie we've seen this. And it's pretty incredible that this was a creative way of something I hadn't experienced before. 
You know, I've like seen Memento. Like I've seen like Nolan just does this stuff all the time, right? There's just like, I can't believe they put the pieces together. Um, But this one was just so alike. They just kept passing each other. My super pump was almost uh, when DiCaprio almost catches Damon out of the theater. He's following him. Like, like we're about to have these two meet and they really, they, they really don't until the very end. And the best thing too is neither of their uh, organizations that they were in really found the rat. Like I think right. collectively, we don't know. It seems like Mark Wahlberg is the only one that knows everything. Mm-hmm. And then he's just off and in the night, right? He doesn't even have a job anymore. Right. Didn't he get fired? Yeah, he's not he a cop fired. anymore. Yeah. So he's he's got such a vendetta in this in the situation that he's just gonna this is what he's and just the, gonna finish the, up. The shoe covers the gloves, the hair like the, it is so iconic to me in my like when I think of the departed, I think of the door opening on Mark Wahlberg with the shoe covers and everything because he's a cop, he knows what they're gonna look for, so he knows how to get away with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just that that ending is <laughs> my the first time I watched it, my impression of the ending was just oh, the, it's just everyone dies. Just everyone dies. Yeah, I was pretty pretty surprised by that. Having yeah. gone in somehow completely blind to this 15-year-old movie. Right. Uh, the second that, like I was jaw on the floor when Leo died. And then right. it was like, oh, actually, how about just everybody else go ahead and die too? Yeah. Right here in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah, it was just this like dominoes falling. Yep. That does <laughs> Mortality feel, rate. That does feel Shakespeare. I think if it, mm-hmm. if it was like, Truly Shakespeare, there would be a, a fairy at the end being like, and this, dear mortals, is the price you pay when yeah, you the join lesson. the mob. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's very... Um, That's why you always leave a note. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I think it just feels like this, that once we get to um, Frank and Colin meeting up the big, sh- you know, we have the shootout and everything. It's yeah. like... Um, and I guess really it probably starts with Martin Sheen's fall from the roof. But all of the falling action of this movie just feels like this sigh of relief after all this tension is built up. It's like, mm-hmm. even though people are dying that we care about, it's like, oh, at least it's like done. Like at least yeah. it's finished in some way. The you tension know? is no yeah. longer escalating. The, 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 the balloon is losing air. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think honestly part of the reason that Matt Damon feels like the most powerful character in this movie is he is the catalyst for all that stuff falling apart. feels like we could have played, we could have danced this dance for much longer, mm. honestly. Uh, DiCaprio is starting to really get in with Costello, especially after we found out that this is, the, oh, here's the actual cop, all that stuff. But then, yeah, the whole Sheen thing mm-hmm. just blew it up. And from there, it's just, oh, it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting to think about. Now, I... Um, I didn't run this. I didn't run this by the two of you before we started. But something I'd like to do in this series, sort of taking the place of our podium from Olympics, um, it just sort of gave me the inspiration. I think that something that I love about story in movies is that from every movie, kind of no matter what it is, there is something that you can sit, that you can reflect on, that you can absorb, and that you can take for yourself in a way that might be different than somebody else, or might be helpful even to somebody else in some way. Um, and I don't know if that's something that you have locked and loaded or if you would need a second to think about, but, you know, I think I've talked about it on the pod before. There are movies that, movies, and also it happens with books and video games a lot too. It's just stories, I think, that when I get wrapped up in the world that they are taking place in and I enjoy it for, um, usually it's it's when the world is a place that I'd like to visit, so not The Departed, Um <laughs> But like when the world is a place that I'd like to sit in for a little bit or be there, um, when it ends, I get this um, really happy, this like happy, sad feeling. I described it to my therapist as like a very pleasant melancholy. And if you shook me, if you picked me up and shook me, I would sound like a maraca. Like I'm hollow with just a couple thoughts in there and that's all that's inside me at that (laughs) Um, point. And I really, really enjoy that feeling, even though it's like, sometimes unpleasant, but I would be sad if it never happened again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that happens to me with things. um, And it's not just fictional worlds that I would want to be a part of. Like even something like when Ted Lasso is finally done, I promise you I will have that feeling because it's like I I need to go back and visit the world that Ted Lasso exists in again. Um, For The Departed, 
it was certainly not a desire to visit that I was left with at the end. Um, but what I think I ended up reflecting on the most is the conversation of the super frank, no pun intended conversation that Billy and Frank have where he says, do you think you could be me? And Billy says, probably what Frank was not expecting, which is, yeah, I do. I just don't want to. Um, and I think for somebody who uh, can sometimes have uh, an inflated sense of self when I'm particularly feeling myself that day, you know, I'll, I'll fly the plane home. Who cares? Kind of a vibe. I think it's good for me to remember that it's okay to not want to do all of those things. <laughs> right. um, and that's something that I've legitimately been thinking about since the movie ended is that conversation. So that that's sort of what I have walked away from this one with. Yeah, I think what I'm taking home what I'm walking away with is I I do find myself relating to <laughs> let me phrase this well uh, uh -oh. but so like so Matt Damon wanted his character I I, I like actors uh, that are given room by their director to kind of add some things mm -hmm. Jack Jack Nicholson tends to be the king of this yeah there were some scenes that were just the weirdest stuff that happens in any Jack Nicholson movie is probably because it was his idea like um, him eating the fly but, yes. So Ooh, weird, but weird. Matt, Matt Matt Damon uh, chose to be uh, his have his character be impotent in this, huh. as as a polarization of uh, how Jack was just uh, sorry how Costello was just always active, right? It's like there's there's these things that he longed about, essentially his mentor that he wasn't able to do. But what what Damon's character is doing in terms of it does feel like to me knowing that that where he fell short. He was really trying to flex in other places in his life, almost to the extent that he was the best at it, to the extent that it it ultimately killed him, yeah. right? There's a danger to leaning into your strengths in spite of your weaknesses. And I think that's something that related to me. I think that's something that was like, you know, in, in my own journey through like therapy and stuff, I'm discovering that I'm spending so much time taking care of other people and trying to know you well and know you better than you know yourself because it's I'm I'm deflecting from knowing me, oh. right? It's like I know there's a lot of depth there, but it's like this I'm I'm more protecting myself sure. from I don't know yet and that might be something I don't necessarily share on the podcast, but I'm I'm protecting myself from something and it is this reversion because I think everybody knows what they're good at. Right. Right. I think everybody really knows that. And that can kind of be a drug sometimes. It can be this thing that's just like, well, at least I can go do this. Almost sure. a, like a hobby. And for Matt Damon, it was just manifested in literally playing with mortality. He was yeah. just going out there uh, and he had these things that he was upset about. I think he legitimately was falling in love with this counselor. Uh, but there were things, there were provisions he couldn't give her uh, and what seems like something that's far more simple than than the chess game he's playing in the sure. movie. So that's something I walked away with. I've been really fascinated lately with uh, meaning making, how people's behaviors uh, create meaning out of the things that they're doing, and and folks can sort of create their purpose in that way. And and meaning making or thriving uh, usually happens when. Um, sort of the way that you're living is broadly speaking aligned with the things that you value and the choices that you make are in congruence with the things that you think are important. And so sort of watching this movie with that on my mind, it's, it's fascinating how different people's priorities in this movie lead them to create meaning out of different things. Like for Matt Damon, his priority seems to be the preservation and continuation of the mob. And so that's why he's so angry when he finds out that Frank is an FBI informant. Right. Right. And, and just the way that people can delude themselves into making meaning out of things that aren't big enough to hold that all because of the things that they value and they act in congruence with those values. And in order to thrive, I, it's just, it's fascinating to me. Mm. I've been thinking about that a yeah. lot with, with regards to these characters. Jordan, I love that. Let's keep doing that. Well, good. I'm glad. I think that's great. I, I, if you didn't love it, that would have been a weird one to pitch. <laughs> Can you guys bear your souls real quick? Is that okay? Yeah, everybody. But yeah, I think it's I think it's good, especially in when when our series is centered around therapy, and yet we're not seeing great examples. I think it's good for us to bring our own positive experiences with therapy into the conversation. Sure. Because I'm not gonna not talk about The Departed. So yeah, <laughs> we gotta yeah. do it. Well, it's time to rate the departed using this scientific cinema scale. 
give it a, give it to us from the harbor. You pulled this one from the harbor. It was in a crab trap. You pulled the <laughs> you pulled the scale. It was written on an old CVS receipt. Read it to us for as a as a harbor worker. The science, the scientific making a living scale. down on the docks. The, 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 but there's not a lot of the the best thing we could say about a movie. There's not a lot of. <laughs> The best thing we can say about a movie is that we choose to watch a movie in this decade not because it is easy, but because it is hard. Hey, if you want to go with JFK <laughs> to get yourself towards Boston, it's not. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of opportunity for. Um, look, my my accents they they really present more as silly and fun mm. than good. Give us, silly Bo- give us silly Boston. Give you us silly Boston. Give us if the kind of like, like my opinions. If the Departed yeah. was a comedy, how funny would this be? It would just be Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Each other. It would just be <laughs> the other guys. Uh oh. Hey. So it's like you'd be like, but hey, hey, you know. Like, <laughs> buy, buy the poster. You know what I'm saying. Ah, you know, that's pretty much the... I think that's got Boston covered. I think we're probably good there. That's it. We could do the rest. Buy the poster. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like... I think my best Boston accent would be like, buy, buy it. <laughs> buy it. <laughs> my favorite part of your uh, impersonation runway is how dead quiet it is. Right <laughs> My favorite part would be the anticipation just makes me I can't not just like bust. I'm a I'm a consummate professional and performer. What can I say? <laughs> Look, you know the scale. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. It's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it and last, but certainly least. The worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God, God, God has drawn the movie in the harbor. God has God <laughs> God, God has forsaken us. God God the God feels good. good. Forsaken's tough. God, God. God has forsaken us. God has forsaken us. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, sure. I buy the departed. Mm. Okay. Uh I think it's 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 um it's checking a lot of boxes for me in terms of a good movie watching experience. A great movie watching experience. It it does tension in an environment that those two often, if not always, go together in movies. Uh, anxiety amidst the mob. But it does it in such an incredibly unique way. Uh, and the fact that the only experience I've had like this is incredible <laughs> is awesome. And it makes it a unique watch. Yeah. And it is, while it is something that I have watched multiple times, there definitely is this unwritten like distance of time that has to come between it, understandably. Uh, but yeah, the departed is a buy. I'm gonna buy it for much the same reason. It's fantastic. It's a capital M movie. I I absolutely loved it. I don't know how I made it 15 years without being at least somewhat, even if even if not spoiled, at least knowing what the premise of the movie is. I'm sure one of you guys has told me at some point that I should watch The Departed. It's this movie about two undercover guys circling each other, not quite catching each other. Right. But I am going to buy it because I think it will be a while before I watch it again. Just because yeah. I burned so many calories from my elevated heart rate. I'm <laughs> I'm emaciated now. I need to bulk back up before I watch it. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. I was wondering why you were just cramming peanut butter down your throat this whole recording. That makes more sense now. You can hear it in my voice. Uh, yeah, you got peanut butter got throat. Peanut butter mouth. PB throat. Um, yeah, I'm also buying the movie. Um, I think that it's an A1 thriller. I think that it's really fantastic. It is worth a watch if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it in a little bit. It's worth a rewatch. It's a great movie. Um, I think Big that, time. I think that for me, it it stays out of the, the upper echelon of perfect for me movies that end up getting yeah. posters bought simply because of, honestly, a little bit of runtime. We didn't talk about it. It's a very long movie. And it's, it's, it's a Scorsese yeah, movie. Sure. It's long. It's maybe a little too long for my taste for what this movie needed. I don't know what I would cut though. So there's, you know, yeah. take that for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. What am I going to say negative about it? It's not a poster for me. It's a buy it. It's great. It's so good. Chunk, chunkies, if you want to watch it. So today the is last day? the 
No, no, no. The thirty first oh, okay. is the last day. You got your you got your numbers all mixed up. But it's uh, probably because of the car. The car. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to like go into the future of like what actually is today. Mm. Yeah. What day the does seventeenth? Today the seventeenth. Yeah, today's so. today's the seventeenth. You've got you've got exactly two weeks. Wow. You've got two weeks to watch that movie on Netflix. It's still free. Uh, and it's right on HBO now. Max. And so you this is if you're listening after. Yeah. Is it really? So mm-hmm. it's that's kind of oh, weird double. that it's on both. I, I feel like you don't see double that coverage. It's it's on. HBO can put it on whatever they want because I think the movie's owned by Warner Brothers. And then oh, oh, gotcha. yeah. that's why it's coming off of Netflix because they're trying to pull everything that Warner Brothers trying off Trying to of. pull it over to yeah. HBO yeah. Max, the worst app ever developed. Dude, I love HBO as a channel, but th- I have never buffered so many times in my life than when Every, I watch listen, stuff on HBO. I, I, I also can't find the icon. I don't know what I'm about to select because the colors are so weird. <laughs> I, I work remote. I podcast remote. I've got great internet. HBO kicks me out of every movie I watch at least twice. We're sorry, something went wrong. Yeah, their servers. I don't think you you're remember sorry. When Hulu used to have the worst servers, and now that, yeah. now I never have issues. Hulu is great now. HBO Max is is awful. Mm-hmm. All all my friends love Hulu. Hate HBO Max. No, I like That's, HBO Max. I like HBO Max. I like their content. I don't like their, their experience. And that's and that's that's on fleek. That's on a hundred. That's on God. It's, it's me. It's me, Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, I'm back. Right. I'm back to remind you that next week we're gonna be watching my 1975 classic movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Thanks, Jack. We're gonna be watching One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest next week and talking all about it in a continuation of really bad looks at mental health. <laughs> That was accidentally Jack at the end a little bit too. It was. Really bad looks. No, now you're trying. Yeah, you're trying I, yeah, I can't do when it you, if I'm trying. Well, we, I can tell when you're trying because you open your eyes a little extra. Mm. Just don't do that. Re- that's, that's, a, that's a telltale sign. Here. Really bad looks at mental health. It's still better. Now it's here's better. my eyes open. Really bad looks at <laughs> mental health. What's his shining line that we kept trying to do? When it's it's going up the stairs. The, right? I'm not going to hurt you. Thing. All work and no play. Is it that one? Yeah. No, it's Makes like Jack uh, a dull boy. Something about hitting her or something. Like I'm it? not going to hit you or I'm not going to hurt you while he's like walking up with the not axe. Gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. hurt you. That was pretty good. Oh my god. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Well, to hear me do an entire episode as Jack Nicholson. Oh, he's committing to it. He's committing next week. Oh god, I can't do that. I I won't be able to listen. You heard him commit. I'm not. You heard him commit. I'm holding him to it. (laughs) No, I'm not doing. I'm not doing. In today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our deepest, darkest fear in the entire world, and uh, we'll close. I'm just kidding. Um, I would like for each of us to say our name and what would be the goals and priorities of your mob if you were in charge. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and my mob would be all about, our whole goal would be to collect enough money, passive income, so that we could do what we wanted with our free time, hobbies, um, mm. cultivate skills, wow. that kind of thing. So it's, 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 it's really like we would probably buy up some land and um, rent it out at like super affordable prices. Sure. Um, just sure. so that we could have that passive income. I think the goal would be that we would be able to live, we would be able to live in that building for free based on the income coming in and then just sort of make it work from there. So it's sort of like a commune. Um, yeah. And then probably books for the school kids would be priority number two. Yeah. Dis- That's nice. Despicable. I got to clean you guys off the streets. With books. With books. I'll clean you off the street right into the classroom. Right into the classroom where you belong. <laughs> so, so you can be learning and bettering yourself. I'm I'm Doge and me and all my friends. We're, we're part of a... Every good mob has a name and we're called the Rougher Uppers. And, and, what, <laughs> and what we do is while you're sleeping, we break into your house. We turn off the motion smoothing on your TV and we rough up that motion. Mm, we good. don't want anybody, and we don't want anybody's frames being interpolated. Is now the time that we call our friend Carter out for having the soap opera effect on his TV? Carter, motion smoothing was on on your TV when we watched Robin Hood. Was yeah. it? it was. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Me and my friends might be paying you a little Why didn't you visit. tell me that? 
Why didn't you tell me that there? You didn't want to hurt your feelings, man. It was me a new and, house. And, we just wanted to give you a chance. Me and my friends will be popping. Make sure now to leave I can, a door I unlocked I can just imagine y'all like looking at each other the whole time. Like every time you turned like around. because of the motion. Yeah, every time you turned around, all of us were like, oh my God, can you believe? No, he's looking. Oh, it was so good, dude. Yeah, Great. we love, we're having so much fun. It didn't ruin it. I mean, it's Robin Hood. Me and my friends, me and my friends are going to be stopping by. Make sure to leave us milk and cookies because we're going to rough you, we're going to rough it up a little bit. I'm Carter. I'm kind of hurting a little bit today. You guys, I'm going to be honest about how I feel. Because most counselors, when you sit down, the first thing they say is, how do you feel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not true. Um, I don't think my counselor has ever asked me that in my life. It's yeah. usually, hey, what's um, up? What's going on this week? Yeah. Right. I, uh, so my mob is very much invested in, COVID is even tough for the mob, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but we're not, we're not getting like, you know, uh, black market vaccines or anything like that. We're actually just trying to encourage sure, people. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to encourage people to like get the vaccination. Yeah. Because the bars that I own, you know, the, the franchises that I own and stuff are hurting because people aren't coming mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. So it's really a matter of uh, just kind of campaigning in a little bit more of a forceful way than you might get from the FDA yeah. to go ahead and get vaccinated. <laughs> you can walk up to people uh, and be like, you got a medical reason to not get this vax? No? <laughs> well, come here. <laughs> What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.